0: Welcome back to Talking Softball with Coach B. Already at the end of January. Time is moving quickly. And uh, for those in uh, high school and college softball right now, the opening game of the season is right around the corner. Always an exciting time. You know, last time we talked about our plan and how we compare our success or our plan to making New Year's resolutions, and we talked a lot about coaches having a good, solid plan, players having a good, solid plan. Well, today, I want to talk a little bit more to the select ball coach and the select ball world, per se, and I know it's kind of tough because right now, for the older players, the focus is on high school softball, but the younger teams, they're getting ready to get their season started and You know, we just came out of another offseason, and it it never ceases to amaze me how volatile or, you know, volatile is probably a harsh word, but how much movement occurs every offseason. Players are moving from team to team. Teams move from organization to organization, and everybody has their reason for it everybody has a reason for. It. I think I addressed this in an earlier episode and made the comment that everybody stands at the fence and looks over the fence and sees that the grass is greener on the other side. Well, part of the problem with that is, is you trample the grass on your side so it doesn't look as green as the grass on the other side. I get amazed when I see teams that, you know, they're here one season, then they're here this season, then they're here the next season, and You know, I wonder if they just have a jersey that has Velcro on the front of it so they can just keep peeling the name off the front and putting a different name on. Because there's so much movement, and I just don't understand what people are looking for. And I talk to a lot of parents at hitting lessons and different activities that we sponsor. and They don't know, but they do know that they want to do what's best for their daughter. And, you know, so they'll jump on the next newest and greatest thing out there if if they can, you know, and we're here in DFW, which is one of the largest softball markets in the country and we have new teams popping up, we have new organizations coming in, everybody wants to come in and put out a new shiny uniform or a new shiny program that they want to offer to people. And then people, get there and they're like, Well that's really not different than the last place we were. We have some great organizations. We have some great organizations here. We have Texas Glory, we have Gloria Atkins, we have Impact Gold, we have XL Elite, we have The Bombers. We've got some great organizations in D F W and if I missed anybody, I'm sorry. Obviously I wear American Freedom so I didn't say our name in that group, but I think, you know, we're one of those organizations also and we really try to work hard each of us tries to work hard to offer the best programming we can for our athletes and each of us may be a little bit different but if you really look at us there's a lot of similarities a lot of similarities I think we have to be careful that we don't try to reinvent the wheel. You know, I see new organizations come in and they're going to do this. Well, it's nothing different than what Kevin's been doing or Jack's been doing or Crystal's been doing, Bree, Scott, you know, every, everybody, we all have been doing those things. And everybody wants to come in and throw new ideas on the table and we're here to do this. And people just jump and go and they dive in and they throw a lot of money on the table to do it and then realize, wow, This isn't really any different than where we were. So coaches, something I want to address, and I want to talk about it real quick. Middle of February. I don't have the exact date yet, but I think it's the second Sunday in February. I'm going to be hosting a coaching webinar, and we're going to do it. We've got three or four episodes that we're going to put together on it, and we're going to do it online. It'll be live We'll have a chance to have interaction and to discuss. And I'm going to talk about key components of the plan that we as coaches need to have in place to have the best opportunity to be successful. You've heard me talk about this on multiple episodes of my podcast, and I'm going to continue to talk about how important our plan is because. One of the reasons I think there's so much movement and so much bouncing and so much jumping around is people just don't have a plan. And everybody over here on Team A, there's 14 players on Team A. Well, team A may not have had a great fall, and they have some work to do to get better. But this new team comes in over here, and all of a sudden, six players on Team A think, oh, we need to go over there and be a part of that. Boy, their uniforms are cool, and they got a cool name, and boy, they're gonna go to all these big major events and do all of this, so I need to be over there on that team. So they jump off Team A and they go over here to this new team. Well, now Team A's sitting over here. Now they only have seven or eight players. Now a couple more players get nervous, so they jump over here to this team Now this team's down to five or six players, and pretty soon Team A just blew up. Well, why did Team A blow up? Did they have a plan? Did they have something in place that they really got all of their players to buy into and their parents to buy into saying, this is where we are now, right? This is the present, and this is the future, and this is our plan to progress from now to then, and this is why I need your daughter to be a part of it, and this is what I believe I can do for your daughter. Did that for 25 years as a college coach. You bring people in on recruiting visits, you talk to them about what their role's going to be as a freshman, this is where I see you, and this is what I need you to be prepared to do as a freshman, and then as we progress through your sophomore, junior, and senior year, these are the opportunities that are going to be there in front of you, and I need you to buy into this plan and be committed to this plan and trust me that as we move forward through this and we progress you're going to have success. I just don't see that happening a lot at the select ball level. I don't see our younger age team coaches putting a plan together and then explaining it and saying okay this is where we are right now. Okay, This is where we are and we might be C-level right now at 10U, okay, we're learning the game. We're trying to develop, we're trying to put a group together that we can have a solid team culture with and that we can grow together and mature together and develop our skills together so that maybe then at second year 12U, we're a B-level team. And maybe as we move into 14U, we might even be an A-level team. And we can be an A-level team from 14 up through 18. And these players are going to have an opportunity for success and we're going to have growth and we're going to be able to do all of these things together. And a lot of people are like, well, you can't do that in select ball. That's not the makeup of select ball. I don't agree. I don't agree. I think it's coaching and it's sport. It's so much more than just playing the game, right? And then everybody jumps in and goes, Oh, you got to have a name on your chest. You got to be Glory. You got to be American Freedom. You got to be this. You got to be that. Whoever it is, because that name's going to help you. Well, sometimes that name may help. Absolutely. But in the long run, it's really not the name, it's the people wearing it. Right? It's the team wearing it that has an opportunity for success. I have teams ask me this all the time Hey, coach, I really think if you gave us a national label, we could recruit better players and have more success. Really? Just because I give you a national label, then you're going to be successful. Well, then I should just give every team a national label. I should just give everybody that label and everybody would be able to go out and recruit the best players out there. Now, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, there there were a, a lot of successful teams in select softball before we started adding all these extra names. And some organizations still don't really use them, and that's okay, too. But moms and dads get hung up on, well, we want to play on a national team. Well, what's a national team? Oh, they play in the big events. Oh, okay. What are those big events? And they'll start lifting off events, and I'm like, those aren't big events. All right. I'm sorry, those just aren't big events. And even if you are going to, let's say, the fireworks or the IDT or Tulsa Elite or, you know, major event there is out there, what fields are you playing on? Where are you playing? And are you having success? All right. there's a difference between going to an event and having success in an event you go to every major event out there and finish last, number one, you're not going to be invited back next year, and number two, you really didn't do your team any favors. But then you look, and I just, personal experience, and I'm not calling anybody out, but I've had a couple teams leave during the offseason because they wanted to go, and they wanted to be national teams, right? You're not going to be a national team with us. You're not ready for that label. You don't meet our criteria for wearing that label. Okay. Okay. So they left and did their own thing, so now they can be a national team. Okay. So what events are you going to play in? How is your program going to be different now that you're wearing a national label versus whatever label you had on before? Because if you still go and play the same events that you played before and just add the word national behind your name, you didn't change anything. You're still who you were the last time. All you did was change uniforms. You didn't do anything different. How'd your plan change? What did you do over here to alter your plan so that you could have success as that type of team? Nothing. Well, then you're still the team you were with this plan. All right. So we're going to do the academy, and we're going to do the webinar, And I'm going to start trying to just give some backbone or or provide an outline for coaches so that we can start really developing some teams that are going to stay together. Try and figure out a way to, to minimize all of this team hopping and bouncing that we have going on. And, you know, it's difficult. It's difficult when you have this roster of 14 in the fall and then you go to the spring and You've had to add six because you lost six and now. You got this new 14, but you're starting over again You're not getting a chance to progress and move forward Well, we added better players Okay, so your skill set got a little bit better What did you do for your team? To make it better—is your culture better? Is your plan better? What are you doing to implement a quality program to keep that team together? Because I think part of the challenge and part of the reason that there's so much team hopping going on, there's just not a lot of organization. I tell our coaches all the time: communicate with your players, stay in touch with your players, make sure you're keeping your players engaged, make sure you have activities for them, make sure they're doing things that need to be done, so that you can keep your team together. Next thing you look up and they're on social media looking for five players because they just lost five players somewhere else. We got to have a plan to try to minimize that and cut some of that down. It's frustrating, you know. It's frustrating as a director, you know, because you, you start a season with X number of teams and you know by midseason you you're down ten teams because teams have blown up, dissolved, left, whatever, and You know, there you sit with a budget in front of you that you built based on X number of teams, and now you're 10 teams short moving into the spring. And people are going to say, well, there you go, Coach B, you're talking about money. No, it's a business. For large groups and large organizations, yes, there's a business component that we have to manage and take care of. And it's just part of it. You know, and it's important that everybody understands that and embraces that along with what our true purpose is, which is making sure we're doing what's best for our athletes and providing the best opportunities for them on and off the field, right? So I'm excited to have the webinar. I'll be announcing after the first one some different topics that we're going to do. We're going to try to do like a series of four But I'll have all the information on the Talking Softball with Coach B website. It'll also be on Coach B Softball LLC, and it'll be on my personal social media page also, promoting it and getting the information out there. And there'll be a registration. You register for it, and then you'll get a link to the webinar, and we'll get a chance to spend the evening together, about 90 minutes, and really talk about how we can start putting these plans together and developing what we're trying to do, okay? Because I, I think we have to find a way in the world of select softball of creating more organization and creating a true plan for success so that our players and their parents and family all understand why we're doing what we're doing, and maybe we can keep these teams together and really give them a chance to grow and have success. Because I'm not trying to burst any bubbles. I'm not trying to be anti-anything with this comment. But if all we're doing at 10 and 12U is trying to put the best team on the field so that we can win a championship at 10U and 12U, we're really missing the boat on what we should be doing, right? Our 10 U's and 12 U's and 14 U's and even 16's and 18's, it needs to be about a lot more than just how many rings we win or you know, did we win a championship. No one's gonna put on their resume that they were the 12 U softball national champion and that hold any merit. Yeah, it's a great experience, absolutely, but that should not be the only purpose of what we're doing. And that's why I think that this plan needs to be better and needs to be something that that not only pertains to now, but what stages do you have in your plan and what are your action statements and your implementation tools to carry out this plan to create this best opportunity for every player on your team. Every player. Just like we talked about. Two weeks ago, one of the keys in having success in your plan is making sure every player understands their role and embraces their role, okay? It's no different in select softball. You're still only putting X number of players on the field. And yes, you're rotating those players by game, whatever it may be, Um, but there's always roles that need to be played. Everybody has to understand that and understand the purpose of what you're doing, okay? Ask your parents, ask the parents on your team or ask your players, what's your purpose? What's your team's purpose? I've asked some of the players in our organization that some of our younger players on different teams, what's your team's purpose? And they kind of look at me like, what do you mean, coach? I'm like, Why is, why do you have a team? What's it doing? Well, we're playing softball. Oh, okay. there's a lot more to that more than just playing more than just trying to go out and win every weekend and there has to be something that you can go through step by step and understand the progression and measure the progression of your team and each player that's critical right we're starting players out at 10U and 12U by the time they get to 16, you if we can't map their progression, we've failed them. I mean, I look at the hitters that I work with at a young age, and as they're moving through and getting older, I see the progression. I see what they're doing. I talk to them about it, and I'm excited for them because when I get a chance to start with an 11- or a 12-year-old hitter versus someone that I just started with when they were 16, I know that by the time this 11- or 12-year-old gets to 16, they're going to understand a lot of the things that I'm having to teach that 16-year-old that just started with me. So that 10-, 11-, 12 year old's going to have a chance to be ahead. They may not be able to have success with it right now, but by the time they get there, they will have been introduced to it and have a chance to do it and hopefully have developed into having success with it by the time they get to that age. You know, I've talked to a lot of instructors about that, and we talk about, man, if we could just get players when they're young, right, we just get them at the early ages and really work them through, that would be best. But, you know, I watch some of our young teams work out and, you know, and then we have org workouts, and I watch some of the kids at the org workouts and, and teaching basics, and a lot of these kids don't understand them. They don't know them. They haven't learned the basics yet. We're trying to teach them how to, to ski the giant slalom before they've even went down the bunny hill and figured out how to control their skis. we got to develop some organization. we got to develop a plan moving forward gives these kids a chance to be successful. And I think if moms and dads can see that plan and can understand that plan and feel like that's a positive plan for their daughter, they're going to be less apt to bounce to this team, to this team, to this team, because they're looking for that plan. They're looking for that for their daughter. So I want to take some time to talk about how we can develop that and give them that opportunity. Okay? So a little bit shorter today, but I still think it's important. I still think it's important that we understand, you know, how important each of these aspects are for our game. And that's why I do this. That's why I talk softball, and I, I talk softball a lot. I talk softball at the facility. I talk softball out at the ballpark. You know, I talk softball with my, with my coaches when we're out just kind of hanging out. You know, it's just kind of second nature now to discuss the game but you know, I want to make sure that I get an opportunity to share some thoughts and ideas I'm gonna ask coaches for their input and thoughts and ideas and see if we can't really work together to give people more of an opportunity to have a controlled path for their teams. okay so again as always wanna thank everybody for tuning in today I wanna to wish everybody luck and opening day is not far away. We can almost see it. So that's exciting. That's exciting. Now, What are you going to do between today and opening day to make sure you have a chance to be successful? Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B. I ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash talking softball gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode this has been talking softball with coach b and i want to thank you for listening and i hope everybody has a great day